Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, to all of our legs lovers out there, this is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the 2008 thriller Righteous Kill, Starring iconic Pacino De Niro energy. Mm. Uh, might I suggest you not listen to this pod if you want to know what happens in that film. Because we're going to give it away. Because we're going to give it and away. This is one, you know. Oh, yeah. This is one where we're most definitely talking about the, the big twist. So, now, well, now they know there's a twist. Yeah, but of course you do. It's a thriller. Every thriller has a twist. Name a thriller without a twist. That's true. So, spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got plus, plus, I got one leg, you gotta fucking take it. I'm gonna put a little cornstarch on my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario! Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where two people in Australia watch every movie starring someone from New York in America. Um, also, eventually his games, and I think we're going to do an ER month this year. I'm so excited for ER month. For his 13-episode uh, run on ER. Um, that actor is John Leguizamo. Those two idiots are Zach and Mish. Uh, I am one of those two idiots, Zach Wayne, who you might know from um, blowing up by shitposting on TikTok. I'm joined, uh, as always, by my co-host, Mishwitrup, who you might know from... From the envy I have for you blowing up on TikTok, which is completely unfounded, because I have still yet to make a TikTok video. And I am on record on this podcast telling Multiple you... Multiple times. Just, just shitpost. Yeah. Just, just do shit... Just react to the videos I, you send me. I have to say, like, you know how everyone's like, oh, everyone, everyone says this. They all say. Of all the seven deadly sins, like, which one are you? Like, which is your sin? Mm-hmm. Mine's gluttony straight up Hunchson. Hunchson. The one at the bottom I'm of the list. I'm just with you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. One at the bottom of the list is envy. Is it? Yeah. I just don't really feel envy often. Okay. Often. Um, there are very few times. And, okay, with you. For all of your successes, uh-huh. your beautiful face, your- Not beautiful at the moment. It is, though. Like no, shit. it actually looks quite good. No, i got a big giant pimple going on. Gives you character. I, I went at it too hard. It wasn't that. It was three-dimensional, but not pimply. Oh. And I tried to pick it, and it just wasn't ready. And yeah, now, it's just, rookie, a, rookie now it's just like a fucking scab. I've had yeah, two moments of envy with you in our whole life, in our I whole know friendship. Go. Rage? Yes. And I'm thinking you're going to say this TikTok yes. thing. But that's ridiculous because <laughs> I told you to do TikTok. Yes, I know, which is stupid. Rage, though, 100%. That's like I was, I was so happy for you watching you at 2 a.m. on Rage, but there was a part of me that was like, I wish that was me. Mm-hmm. And I'm jealous of you. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I would be jealous of me. Rage is a big one. Yeah. Have generation. you ever felt envy towards me? I'm going to take that as a no, a hard, very silent no. Well, I don't. I, I genuinely try not to be a very envious person. Mm. I, 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 it's, it's not something I would say I don't. I'm not envious of people. Mm. But I just try not to be envious. But I'm envious. No, I would say I'm envious of your ability to write. I, I cannot. I cannot write dialogue for okay. the life of me. And I'm very. I'm very envious of that. Not envious. Envious is the wrong thing. It's just like I wish I could spew it. Are out. you in awe? No, I just wish oh. I could spew <laughs> spew it out. You can spew out, and and good writers. So I'm envious of people that can. Right, that it, it spills out can, of them. That can spew. That can spew out writing because I can't do it. I can spew out like funny. Yeah, you can spew out funny. I can spew out just like there are t- like you get me on a on a on a riff. Yeah. I can you know it can it just sort of I don't think yeah and it just comes out of me. I'm very envious of people that can do that with writing because uh, I think I think I think I think faster than I write, which sounds arrogant, but that just as well is I write slower than I think. 
It's probably a more accurate yeah, I hear. representation. So by the time it gets, everything I write is so befuddled and so like bad. I'm a bad writer in that in that sense. I'm very jealous of you with that. Yeah, that's made me feel a bit better. No, yeah, well, that's a petty thing to feel good about. <laughs> what's very... your What's your main sin of the seven? Is what are it the lust? Seven? Yeah, I'm a horny dog. Is I'm it lust, dog. Zach? What are the seven? Lust, oh, gluttony. You always forget one. Lust, gluttony, greed, envy, pride. wrath and pride and sloth. Probably sloth, slothness, whatever that is. Like, like laziness. Gluttony. Gluttony in a broader sense. Yeah. They're all like, see, lust is a form of gluttony in a way, isn't it? Like well, no, because the concept you know? is of like, for, for me, I'm gluttony, not only because I like my chippies, mm. but because I overindulge yeah. in no, most well, glut- things. No, gluttony is definitely a big one for I have me. such an issue when it comes to like finding something I like and finding the balance of how much of that is a good thing and how much is a bad. And yeah. I'm not just talking about food. Yeah. This isn't just a fat thing, although it is a fat thing, but it's not just a fat thing. Uh, weight is a, is a, yeah, people love to think it's just food, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. no, gluttony for me, for sure. Even if you look at like, if I find a song I really like, like um, a friend of mine, shout out to David, who does listen to this podcast. David. David. Um, he reintroduced me to a song I'd heard ages ago uh, called The Whole of the Moon by the Waterboys. Yeah. Great. Do you know it? No. Oh, oh, great song. Great song. But you just anyway, listened to it on loop? On loop for the last three days. He, he told me about the song three days ago and I re-listened to it. I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'm currently working in a gift shop, doxing mm. myself. Currently working in a gift a of, shop. A lot of gift shops that's true. in the world. That, that's true. I work in a cardiology. Do you remember those shops? Do you work at a cardiology? No, oh, that's very funny. Um, uh, anyway, and I listened to this song on loop at the gift shop and then I listened to it on loop to my waxer this morning and then from my waxer to your home in which we are recording this podcast, I listened to that song. To me, that is a form of gluttony. It's that yeah. overindulging something to the point where I will start to hate the song, yeah. which sucks because it gives me such joy. I'm trying to make playlists now. So when I get into a song, I try to add it to the playlist and I'm hoping that I add songs to the playlist faster than I get sick of songs in the playlist. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm the same, 100%. I yeah. love that with music. So, yeah, gluttony is one and pride probably. I'm a very proud, proud okay. person. Yeah, pride I think is a big one for me. Okay. For what that what, what does that mean? That means like uh, fully yourself. Caring a lot about what people think of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think many people do what we do without having a, a, know, yeah. a, a problem around ego. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's a fun little, that's not a fun story. It's just in relation to that, I suppose. I've always considered myself to not be a, like, I, I don't have, like, everyone has got an ego, but I don't have a huge sense of vanity. Like, I really don't feel like I have a huge vanity. sense of vanity. Yeah. Um. But I got photos taken for something that's coming up. Ooh, I know it's been announced by now. Has it? I don't know. It would have been. By the time this comes out, it's been. Yeah, it's, yeah it's this out. is coming out in like January. I had photos taken for my comedy festival show that's coming up in April. But I had the photos taken and I was like, oh, cool, I'll just pick a photo. It won't be an issue. And then the photographer, shout out to Emma Holland, amazing photographer, sent me through all the photos and I became this devil person obsessed with looking at my face, yeah. finding the right angle, thinking which one made me look hot and funny, which one made me look natural, but also like a little bit kitsch and a little bit like show pony because that's me. And I spent an entire day just flicking through like maybe a dozen photos of my face. I then sent them to all these people going, which one's better and when well, I finally I got like to a conclusion, I sat back and thought, like, I hated the person I was. That I day. thought that, like, like I feel like the sending it to other people is about getting rid of the vanity. It's like I know where where I think I look hot. But yeah. What best captures me, please, yes. everyone. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and then so many people were like this one. I'm like, but I don't look hot in that one. <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. Which was that the one? You you look good in the one you chose. The one that's out there in the ether now. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. Like, of course. Okay, I'm happy with it. But, like, it was just because I'm not used to – I haven't had photos. I haven't had headshots taken since yeah. 2012. It's, it's awful. It's truly awful. It's a, it's a really strange thing to, like, put yourself mm. in that kind of space. Like, it's mm. like – yeah, I hate it. No, it's awful. <laughs> I just – I never – I've always hated having my photo taken. Um, yeah, no, I think it's – yeah, I definitely think pride. Not to say that I'm full of myself. I think ego – 
ego you can have a you can have a negative ego that's big mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying but I'm, i definitely think anyone anyone who thinks that they that them sitting not that i am doing this for an audience but anyone who thinks this what we're doing right now mm-hmm. is a valid thing to do <laughs> Has an issue with pride. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anyone who literally thinks, you know what? I want people to listen to my conversations. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> oh. So gluttony and pride. Yeah. Am I too? There you go. That's good. Uh, there, there they are. Ready. But, you know, I think that's a value judgment. I think we've grown past seven deadly sins as a concept. Surely. Oh, I Surely. think so. Surely. Absolutely. It was definitely a big topic at like around year 12. So I, I meant more like out. over the last three to four hundred years. Oh, yeah, sure. But I was thinking more since 2006. Yeah, no, I meant more like <laughs> over the last few hundred years. It's just, it's like the same like, as that weird personality test. And, uh, Sorry? <laughs> I'm just trying to know philosophers and psychologists. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? I just think it's more so. I, I like, you know, that personality quiz and you end up being an EFNJ or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's as valid as that shit, which means nothing really. It's yeah, like your love languages. Yeah, all of them are invalid. Yeah. There's this lady I follow on TikTok who is a. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> she, you'd love it. She's a psychologist and her whole thing is like um, discounting bullshit. And she's really like, people get really like narky with her. Like people are like, oh, I'm just trying to make content. And she's like, well, it's not true. Mm. <laughs> so like there are people will be like, these are the different love languages. And she'll just like do a stitch. And she's this uh, Ukrainian woman, I believe. She's, uh, she's former USSR and she lives in America now and she's a psychologist. Mm. And she'll just be like, this video is all untrue. <laughs> And she'll break down why. And then in the comments, I'll be like, I'm just trying to make people's lives better. And she's like, but it's not true. Yeah. And then they're like, Ooh. I honestly think this love languages thing, like I've got some friends of mine that are really into that kind mm-hmm. of shit mm-hmm. and they've read the books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The love language thing really gets my goat mm. because I just, I think it really is bullshit to have to be able to be like, this is the kind of love that you're allowed to give me. You don't have to give me the other kinds of love because that's my language. It's like, not all of them. I like all of them. Yeah. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Tell me I'm a nice person. Hold my hand. <laughs> like it's very Spend some time with me. Well, I think she was saying, like- <laughs> she was saying love languages was a Christian relationship counsellor came up with them. Oh, that makes perfect. Yes, but but I think she was like, "This is this." But I can't remember that her name surviving me. But she was like, "It it can be valuable for putting language to differences in a relationship, mm. but it's not." She was like, "It's not psychology." Yeah, I was like, enough. "Yeah, baby." The problem is, real psychology often sounds. I think we've talked about this. Have we talked about? It? But real psychology often sounds together. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. But like real psychology often sounds as bullshit as fake psychology. It's mm. like, um, you know, I feel like I was at with, it's like, you know, oh, well, this trauma happened between these ages and it was like, and something happened uh, between the age of four and, and six uh, that was like this and that's why you always make this choice all the time. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, like, meanwhile, Scientology is like, when you were a baby, this happened, and that's why. And it's like one of them is bullshit yeah. and the other is real. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why one of them is bullshit and one of them is real is one of them, like, they did studies and they were like, yeah. And then there were other <laughs> theories like that that were as crazy and they did studies and they're like, nah. Yeah. But, like, they were like, yeah, yeah, there's been studies. And then the other one, they're just like, nah, it's true because this man said it was 100 years ago. <laughs> science fiction writer. Science reckon so. But I love this idea that it's like, like, to pretend that one sounds intuitively, mm. bo- like, nah, it all sounds like bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I'm saying listen to the science. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found your way onto Christian TikTok yet? No. It's fun. No. Tell you what I have found. Huddies. Yeah, what hotties? Uh, just Did you yeah, like your birthday present? Dancing. Oh, you sent me a repulsive video. No, yeah. no thank you. Uh, was, uh, we're, we're banking them at the moment. So, uh, the bank. It's not my birthday anymore. It's not Zach's birthday anymore. But uh, it was his birthday yesterday? Day before. Well, well what? Not, no, two months ago. Oh, sorry, two months ago. But and, yesterday, um, I sent him what, a when we were foul, recording it. I sent him like a foul 
TikTok. Happy birthday. Did you see Reed Down, our friend Reed Down, um, posted I, the, the most repulsive video of all time? Which one was this? Is this the Go Little Rockstar one? Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Have you – okay. He's, it's probably I've old I've seen now. his stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. foul. It's probably old now. So if you guys – if maybe TikTok's not a thing in the two months into the future. Yeah, who knows? But um, uh, there was a point in time in TikTok where – which is right now when we're recording this – where this annoying fucking video of Go Little Rockstar is really popular. And it's just essentially gross – 19-year-old boys, I suppose, making videos where they're like, my girlfriend finally realising she's pretty and then them saying, go little rock. It's awful. It's so awful. It's the ones that are like, you know, about like, oh, to my. My dog. Ten, but there's ones that are like, oh, to my 10-year-old self finally accepting who they are. It's like, okay, that's nice. But I genuinely <laughs> think like, you know, I genuinely think. You need more than seven seconds to create an emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. No, it's true. I think you can do funny in seven seconds. Yeah. A little harder to get an emotional response in seven seconds. Anyway, go little rock star. But let's, let's, I think it's funnier to give it the context. It's often, sometimes it's quite beautiful. It's about um, the, the younger self that set, set you on a path. Mm. Usually it's about the younger self that set you on a path that, that let you be a happier person today or about younger versions of yourself. So it's about, hey, little rock stars, you are changing your life or the world mm. for, a, for a better place. Most of them are shit, even those ones are shit. But I think that's the context yes. I would love to give it because that's kind of the idea. That's the effect they're trying Absolutely, to create. Yes. This kind of nostalgic but proud... It's like, yeah. you know, to all the little ones that are finally accepting who they are, go little rock stars. It's a lot of that mm. tone, all right? So that's the tone. That's the that's the bit of the meme. Now, what has this gentleman done with it? <laughs> he, it's him spying on his girlfriend through a door and it says, spying on my girlfriend. Literally. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. Oh, are you? Did Ray share a different one? Yeah, I think she must have shared a different one with oh, me. I'm going to show you the one she shared. Okay, please. I think it's still in her um, So in this one, this guy's hiding behind a door and it says, spying on my girlfriend. Then does a flash of him in the mirror with a towel on his head, which is when a guy's acting like a girl. And it says her finally realising how beautiful she really uh, is. Yeah. And it's him smiling at himself in the mirror. And then it goes back to him spying on her and he goes, go little rock star. It's foul. That, that is fair. Are you going to show me the re-TikTok right now? Yeah. Well, we can listen to it. So the I'll get this is my live right. reaction. This is Shout a, out to Redown who posts the funniest shit on Instagram. I was going to send you this guy because this guy, you've seen this guy before. Um, oh, no, my internet's not working. It's it's truly the most, oh, no, it's gone. She finished. She hadn't. It's gone. I'm so sorry. Um, so this is a man... Um, this is the guy he does like, he's just, it, he's foul and he's all muscly and he's like leaning, he's leaning back on the bed. And then the text is, he's leaning back. He's, he's, he's naked, but the cam, the phone is not showing the penis, but he's naked. And Where's the camera? Is it like, is it point of view? So it's like the camera is sort of at the waist <laughs> facing him. He's on the bed. His back is on the bed. Right. And he's this like muscly boy. He often does dances and he often wears tracksuit pants. He's the, he's this. I know who you're talking about. He's got the neck neck tattoo. But he's also got no facial hair at all. And no facial expressions. He's kind of got the vibe of like, uh, he was a weedy kid that wasn't that. And then. I know exactly who you're talking about. So anyway, and he often wears tracksuit pants so you can see the outline of his penis. Anyway. He's leaning back on the bed, right, laying there, and then looking up as though um, there's someone, like, making love to him in the cowboy position, cowgirl position. So behind? No, not reverse. Just cowgirl. So she's, like, he's looking at her in the eyes. And then the text is, this is repulsive. Okay. The text is, when she tries to fit you all in, and then then he mounts the go little rock star. But she tries to so essentially say, <laughs> it's yuck. <laughs> that's yuck. <laughs> that's the, that's, 
That's yucky. Isn't it yuck? It's just yuck. <laughs> just, like, imagine. I'd like, let me put this to you. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were on TikTok one day and mm. you were just scrolling and then all of a sudden you scroll and one of your friends. Yeah. And you saw them doing that. Yeah. Would you say something to them? Oh, I can't imagine. That's pretty full on. Do yeah. his mates know he does it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think if you're the kind of person that's making <laughs> that sort of content, you probably don't. Have you don't have a. Lot. I don't want to assume. I don't want to cyber bully this guy, but I don't think you have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't have a lot of close people that you can talk to about this stuff. Like if I started making those videos, there are people that I would trust enough to be able to tell them and would then trust them enough to tell me not to do it. Who likes that? Maybe people like it. I don't. That's the thing I find really interesting. Like who saw that and was like, oh, my God, that's fucking hot. (laughs) Like who, who saw that and went, oh, my God, I love him. No one. No one saw that and thought that. Yeah. Um, and go little rocks. It's like to take that. That's where I'm like, that's why I was setting up the idea uh, of that yeah. most people are like, it's about this, like, even though I think it's a shit meme, it's like about, hey, go for it a little. And then he's like, yeah, get my whole cock into you. <laughs> go little rock star. You take that dick. Repulsive. And yuck. Yuck is an underrated word, I think, for things. Anyway, Ray did a video where she she played that and then just showed her face after watching it. And it was funny. Oh, that's good. Very I'll find funny. It, I'll find it on TikTok and I'll have a watch. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um, should we talk about Righteous Kill, you reckon? Yeah. All right, cool. That's the movie of the week. Movie of the week. The movie of the week, you bitch. Sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm doing intro. Righteous Kill is a 2008 movie directed by John Avnett, who also directed Fried Green Tomatoes, a severely underrated Kathy Bates and Jessica Tandy movie. Oh. Have you seen it? No. Fried Green Tomatoes was a movie. What, like we had no. Just pausing the intro for t- two seconds mm-hmm. so I can just share mm-hmm. share something with my friend Love that it. absolutely none of you guys are interested in. But Zach might. Well, be. you know, that's the. That's we only the owned like we only owned like I don't know ten VHS tapes growing up, and one of them was fried green tomatoes at the Whittlestop Cafe. That is a Kathy Bates. It was my introduction to Kathy Bates. And we all know how much I love Kathy Bates. And it's got Mary Louise Parker. Is that her name? Oh, from... from um, Boys on the Side. And the... the nope, not Weeds. Wrong person. It's got... It's I a, love Mary. It's I a three-barrel name. And it's like Mary Louise... Can't help you. Oh no! Fuck! I've got to find out now. I'm so sorry. Like, okay. No, no. I'm just. I'm just. It's really quick. I'm just, can... just really excited to talk about righteous kill. Yeah, I will in a second. But fried green tomatoes was one of Mary Louise Parker. It is her. I was right. From no, Mary Stewart Weeds. Masterson. They're both in it. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> in fried green tomatoes, we. I was talking about Mary Stewart Masterson. Mm. But Mary Louise Parker is also in it. There you go. Isn't that I interesting? I love Mary Louise Parker. She'd be quite young in that, wouldn't she? Very young. Oh, it, anyway, it's a fucking excellent film. Is, um, is, uh, I always think that, uh, what's her name is in that? Erin Brockovich. Is she Julia in, Roberts. Is Julia Roberts in Fried Green Tomato? No. You've got Jessica Tandy. You've got Chris O'Donnell. I'm not going to give any spoilers about that. But if you've seen Fried Green Tomatoes, when I say Chris O'Donnell, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's Kathy Bates. I think Kathy Bates got nominated for an Oscar or some shit. But anyway, let's talk about Righteous Kill. Yeah. Anyway, Righteous Kill is a movie about righteous kills starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. It's a movie that's a little bit like Dexter, except instead of Michael C. Hall, we have a pair of Italian cops. And instead of all of Dexter's 
helpless victims, we have 50 Cent. Uh, Turk and Rooster, Pacino and De Niro, are two cops on the hunt for a serial killer that leaves little poems at the crime scenes. Mm. The killer is a little bit too close to home, though, as it's one of them. When two detectives come on board to help find the killer, the cops are torn between covering up the evidence and also trying to be helpful because it's their jobs. Mm. John Leguizamo plays Detective Simon Perez. He suspects that De Niro has something to do with the murders, which pisses De Niro off, causing multiple push-and-shove scenes between the two of them, which was really exciting for me to watch because I reckon Leguizamo must have felt so awesome working so closely with a Hollywood royalty like Robert De Niro. Mm. That's it. I remember when this movie came out. Dude, had you seen it before? No, oh. no but I remember when it came out because uh, in Empire magazine, which I uh, read a lot then, um, it was being touted as the first time that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were going to have like substant, like it was their first proper movie together. Because that up until this point, get this for the third, there was um, there was uh, Godfather Part Two where yep. they didn't share a single scene because they were in different eras. Oh yeah, of course. There was Heat where they share one scene, and now Righteous Kill. And I remember there was a lot of hype, but there was just also a sense of like. Mm. <laughs> Because there's something very funny. There's something very, very funny about like heat. The whole thing in heat is like there's one scene and it's all building up to the one scene. I've not seen heat. uh, I don't even know if I have. Okay. Do you know what? I don't, I think I've seen an hour of it. Okay. I'm just owning that right now. But they have one scene together. It's this famous scene where they sit down and they talk. Yeah, I know the scene, yeah. You know? And then someone was like, yeah, but now they're in it for the whole movie. And it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it better to, like, tease? Yeah. And then they're just in it together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like this really exciting relationship between the two of them necessarily. Um, I enjoyed watching this film because we all know know Mama loves a thriller. Mama loves a thriller. And I did find it enjoyable. Um, a couple of things I would like to note, though. So that being said, if you wanted to watch this movie, do it. I'd watch it. It's you not watch boring. The movie we're about to give away the yeah, twist. Yeah. Baby. So with this, it ends and it's begin. So I had a couple of issues with this movie, but keeping in mind that I genuinely did enjoy it. Yeah, um, me There's too. something about '90s thrillers, that, and we all know that I love those. But this movie is why '90s thrillers aren't as good as 90s thrillers in my mind because 90s thrillers are just like balls to the wall, go all out, it's fucking insane, the acting doesn't matter. Whereas this one was, there wasn't enough thrill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was It was a lot of like chats about the thrill stuff that was going to happen and what had happened, but no like in your face Cigar falling out of a plane kind of stuff. It's a strange thing, isn't it? Like, there's almost this thing of, like, you look at all the greats of, like, you know, you look at, like, Martin Scorsese movies and you look at um, Tarantino and you look at these sort of ones that have lasted and you go, oh, you can almost see them as, like, a critique of those structures. Mm -hmm. What you forget is they existed within a genre that was very popular and 90% of that genre was just so unquestioning. Yes. Like, yes, it's just like I love, it was like I don't know. It wasn't even. I don't think. I don't think um, movies need to be about good people. I think. I think that can be really reductive. But like this was just like, what is it? like? I don't have a problem with this movie. I was just like, what's it saying? Yeah. It's just like oh no, that's exactly <laughs> saying. <laughs> I totally agree. So now there is a big twist. Last ten minutes of the movie is this big twist. I guessed the twist. Within the first half of the film. So... Did you know... Did you guess the twist? Yeah, so... Yeah. Really, go watch it. Because um, here comes the spoil. So the twist is... But, like, that it's <laughs> not the person... Like, it's... The movie opens with Robert De Niro doing what looks like confession tapes. Yeah. Right? It's like a... Like, you, you see the tape. So, it's this filmed, grainy, black and white of him going, my name is David Fisk and I have killed 14 people. That is yeah. literally how the movie opens. And then he goes on to explain how he killed all these people and why. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, you see it all come together where actually Al Pacino, his partner... Yeah. 
has got Robert De Niro in front of a what looks like a gym, but I think it's a club, like upstairs VIP room security camera. He has Robert De Niro reading his journal, essentially his little notebook. Yeah. Um. So he's so David Fisk is actually Al Pacino's character, and the other dude Tom something something is actually Robert De Niro. So the twist is that you think Robert De Niro is talking about himself the whole film, when in fact he's just reading. He's just reading Al Pacino's journal because Al Pacino has a gun to him head, his head saying, "Read this." Now the reason oh, I, I knew, okay, yes. I do really want to say this. Yeah. The reason. I knew what the twist was about the halfway mark Yeah, was Al Pacino would not sign to a movie where he's as boring a character as he was in this film for the first hour and 20 minutes of That's this so movie. True. I, I was watching it and I was like, cause Robert De Niro, it's like all De Niro. This movie is all De Niro. Yeah. And then every once in a while, Al Pacino's just there going, Hey man, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey. And stuff like that. And then like, he'll have like a weird conversation with a couple of detectives, but it's this really miscellaneous character that Al, that Donnie Wahlberg should have played if it was not, you know. And so, also, also like for that twist to work, mm. it should have been Donnie Wahlberg. The whole point is yes. like, I'm looking up to this guy. Yeah. Um, but it's like two old dudes that are exactly the same, same age. age that started at the same time, a hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I just went, oh, well then Al Pacino's the killer. So, and he, that he, I, I thought that it was going to be that Al Pacino tried to set Robert De Niro up to look like he was the killer to save himself. Yeah. But what it ended up being was that because Al Pacino looks up to Robert De Niro, his peer, um, looks up to him so much that he, uh, basically acquitted Robert De Niro of any form of involvement whatsoever in any kind of crime that they might have committed together. So my journey was a little bit less that I was like, ah, Al Pacino did it. It was, I was about halfway through and I was like, what's the tension? Hmm. I was like, what's the, I was like, what exactly is, because I can't quite describe it, but like, it opens with Robert De Niro admitting to doing it. And then it's a series of crimes where they're like trying to figure out if Robert De Niro did it. And it's not particularly tense mm. that they're going to catch Robert De Niro. In fact, it's sort of stated that they want to catch him. So, so I was like, this is a thriller yet. There's zero like tension. Mm. It's not about him trying to not get caught. Yeah. It's not about, it's just like, just the, here's a story about a man who's killing people. Yeah. And I was like, so it wasn't so much that I was like, oh my God, it's Al Pacino. It was, this movie has to have a twist. Mm. If this movie doesn't have a twist, then there has been zero. Yeah. Any, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, then, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, go. I had a, I thought Robert De Niro was going to kill John Leguizamo at one point, And I thought that was going to be the big issue. Well, cause I was just like, there's no drama here. Yeah. They've laid it all out right from the top. Mm. And then that's, so then I was like, oh, there must be a twist coming. Cause if there's no twist, there's no drama. There's nothing. This is literally just a story of a man who kills people. Um, just going about his day. So what was your guess then? What was your guess? I was like, well, then it's probably Al Pacino. I also thought it could have been, um, oh, what's her name from Sin City? I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about because it's the only substantive female character. Who looks like John Leguizamo from behind. What's the name? Often I saw the him and was like, oh, she's back. But it was actually. What's the name of the movie? Righteous Kill. Righteous Kill. Because I want to get her name right. Because she's. Never has a movie been about the subject matter of the film. Like the title of the movie. It's it's literally just about righteous kills. He does. uh, Carla. Is it Guigino? Show me. Gugino, Gugino, Gugino. She's great. I love her. Mm. She, she, she's um, had a bad run because of when she was around. Mm. Because I feel like all the characters she plays are like males trying to write strong females. Yes, <laughs> she's of that era. Oh, she's of that era. For yeah, sure. just like yes. you know. Yes, I serve no purpose but for fucks. Yeah, but I like. Fox. Yeah, that was honestly her character because she was having sex with Robert De Niro. Yeah, which is yeah, he's too old for her. Hey, yeah, a little bit. Um, there was also like a like a doggy style scene that was very full on it's to very see Robert. De- yeah. When you see someone um, like an actor that you really love doing a sex scene, 
Mm. It, it's confronting. Like it was just confronting. It was confronting to see. Like I'm not. I'm not in any way at all shaming Robert. De- I'm not. I'm not ageist. I hope Robert De Niro fucks lots. Um, I'm just saying that it was very confronting to see Robert De Niro in a fuck. Like he's doing mad fucks. Mad fucks with a younger woman. Yeah, like significantly younger, younger. woman, just mad fucking her on the on the on a couch. couch. It just, it was just an odd movie. And I think it was like, I think it really made me realize that if you're going to do a twist, Mm -hmm. you you can't just be like, you can't build, like there was nothing but the twist. Do you know Mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That was it. And like also the... the, the kind of like the Donnie Wahlberg and John Leguizamo characters coming in, that could have been done so much better. Like... It was literally like John Lee was going, oh, it's a cop. It's a cop who's done it, like, for sure. That was based, like, they could have just worked that angle so much more of John Leguizamo. Yeah, and then he's like, like, it's him. Yeah. It's literally it's like, like. It's a cop. I reckon it's Robert De Niro. Like, that was start, kind of what it is. You see video footage of Robert De Niro saying, I did it. And then about midway through, John Leguizamo's like, I reckon, I reckon De Niro did it. That's the whole, and then it's like, and then the end is like, nah, it was the other old dude. <laughs> it was because, but this there is, is the something. Other there thing. is something about these cheesy t- thrillers, though, that are oh, so easy it. to watch. It's yeah, so, it's so good. The other thing about the twist, I just want to say one other thing about the twist is, I love me a twist that doesn't substantially change anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like. A twist to properly function has to, like, story-wise shift the story. Like, Sixth Sense? Yes. It changes what the story is about. Yes. Uh, There's a film called Jacob's Ladder that fundamentally changes the structure of the story, right? Yes. This film, it's just like, that was the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is exactly the twist. Like, it really, like, literally. And the characters are so similar as well. Like they tried to make it out like Robert De Niro was the aggressive one and he had a violent streak and he was whatever. But And Al Pacino was the meek one, but he just wasn't. No. The meek one was also just a bit angry and wanted to start fights too, but just had less facial expression than Robert De Niro about particular situations. If and ended up being the killer. They should have. Here's my theory. They should have. If you want to do Robert De Niro, Al Pacino in a movie together, it should have been... Robert De Niro as 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 who he was playing, and then Al Pacino in John Leguizamo's role, John Leguizamo in Al Pacino's. So then you've got the junior senior, yes. two cop yes. teams of junior senior. One's coming after the other, but the twist is it's the young guy. Yes, but they wanted a movie where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are in every scene together. Which we don't need that. No. Oh my god! I, literally, that casting swap would have worked if you swapped Al Pacino with either Donnie Wahlberg or yeah. because it's like. You're absolutely right. Why is he playing his assistant like yeah. his little helper cop? It yeah. doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't also, John Leguizamo, another little fun fact about having watched John Leguizamo films. I think it's possible that John Leguizamo loves to work with famous people's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> famous people's siblings. Uh, Who else has he Baldwin. done? Baldwin. He did Stephen he Baldwin. He loves a Baldwin. He loves yeah. to do any Baldwin except Alec. Uh, who else has he done? I'm sure he's done a. Um, yeah, nah, I'm sure done he's heaps. done. He's done. He loves. He's done a Douglas super. at some point. <laughs> anyway, he loves less famous relatives. Less famous relatives. I just think. I just think. Um, uh, the biggest thing for me is for a twist to work, you have to think you're watching another movie. Yes. Whereas that movie is literally just like. Doop, doo, 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 well, that's doo, the thing. A doobie doo doo gonna kill were- this guy <laughs> and now this guy. I reckon doo, they were doo. banking on the fact that this is the kind of movie you'd want to go back and watch again now that you know that it was actually Al Pacino. But you literally just have to go, oh, just swap their faces. It's the same film. Yeah, Like, it's I- not like, oh, that means that 20 minutes in he was... but No, it's literally we watched the movie and now we just have to go, oh, instead of a hand... because And that was the other thing that was a dead giveaway is they showed the 14 shootings, but they never showed the person who was shooting. They showed a hand, an old man's hand, <laughs> shooting a gun. So it's like... If you're not going to show me your face, I was really worried it was going to be like a Fight Club situation where Al Pacino didn't exist. <laughs> he was like, you know, part of part of Robert De Niro, or whatever. Anyway, um, it's still very entertaining, but like a flawed, a highly flawed film. I also love, I love these movies because they're always like, 
It's the real Tony Scott thing. They're always like turned up to 10, mm. you know, like it's like a movie that's so intense that it becomes kind of one note. Like mm. everything's like, do, 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 Like that's literally the opening music. Yes. It's like, righteous kill. And then like, that's the tone of like, we're in, we're in no less than a tight, tight mm. like we're kind of in tight mid to close up territory from the start it's just yes. all close ups all the time <laughs> one color grade and just the music is like do 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 I love that. It's a, it's a real genre thing of like, reminds me of, do you remember the movie Domino with uh, Kira Knightley? Yes. And it was just that. Like there was, and then there was a lot of um, Denzel Washington thrillers of the yes, era. Yes, I like, remember. It's just like all, like from the start, it's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> we never get an establishing shot. We never know yeah. where we are because yeah. it's like right into it with the fucking mid, like, <laughs> Can't even see the top of their head or the bottom of their chin. We're just like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. They're the most, but they're the perfect movies to watch midweek at 8, 30, yeah. 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. When you're eating, like, what did I have for, what did you have for dinner last night? What did I have for dinner last night? I had a poker bowl. That's nice. My partner made tofu bulgogi. Oh, yeah. And we ate Which that. one's bulgogi again? It's got uh, like a dark soy chili Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. And you have it on rice with some snow peas. Yum, yum, yum. It's really yummy. <laughs> so I ate that while watching. And it was perfect. This is more of a spaghetti bolognese kind of movie, though. That's true. What's a what's a tofu bulgogi kind of movie? Oh, tofu bulgogi. That's like surely like a, I don't know, something a bit more wanky. Yeah, just a little bit, though. <laughs> like, like, like Kind of like an eternal sunshine sportsman. Yeah, that's that's yeah. more in the territory. Yeah, a poker bowl, a delicious poker bowl and like squid do- game. I was about to say doco. Oh yeah, a delicious poker, poker bowl, bowl and, and like a, and squid yeah uh, and not squid game sorry poker bowl and a documentary. Yeah, but like a like a thrilling documentary that like yes. stacks up. But then that's when we discovered the foot. Yeah, and you're just eating your little cube salmon. Like yeah, that's when we discovered the foot, and then like to skip credits. I've been working, I've been a foot, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been looking at crime scenes and I've never seen a foot cut off like this. <laughs> That's the next scene. Yeah. What's a, um, a, bur- like a, a dirty burger movie? This. You think so? This, this, uh. See, to me, this is like. Oh no, no, this is spaghetti bolognese. This is leftovers. You get um, a big thing of leftovers. A dirty burger movie is more in the in the like action yeah. realm. Yeah. So that's more in the Fast and the Furious. Yes. Um, uh, pitch Black. Yeah. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Um, uh, Vin uh, Diesel films. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to yeah. do. I couldn't think of any <laughs> Triple X. Triple X. Yeah, that would yeah. have been perfect for it. What about, um, what about like... Uh, I have a very specific idea, though, of like a burger. Like, I think, you know, when burger places became all the rage, kind of around 2012, mm-hmm. burgers were like the thing. And then around 2015, 16, like the follow up places started to open up. Like, mm-hmm. they were like really good, but like they weren't the original. They were like the cool plate, and they're all closed now. Yes. And they do really good onion rings, but mm. they're a little inconsistent. And they also have like 15 different kinds of yes, burgers yes. on the menu. And a really long milkshake list. Yeah, right. And they're cool. And mm. the beer, lots of beers on tap. Like lots of mm-hmm. beers, lots of burgers. And it opened in 2015 and they, they have hard expansion plans and they stop at two. Mm-hmm. You go to that place, you have a burger, and then afterwards you go and watch Fast and the Furious 7 or 8. Okay. That's, that's the sort of burger I'm thinking. Yep. I hear what you're saying. I was thinking more like an Uber Eats. So, um, yeah. You could just get a cheeseburger, but you but from there. But you yes, but from there. So it's it's a little. It's warm. It's not hot anymore. It's warm, um, and the chippies are either undersalted or oversalted. But you you have sauces mm. if you need them. It's like, and you I, also spend an extra two dollars fifty to get the ranch. And you don't know what, where this bur- and it's big and it's yes. and the be- bottom bit of the burger is wet. 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 Yes. Um, and That's a Vin Diesel film. And as you're eating that from from the container, like as you're eating that from your Uber Eats, it, someone says to you, yeah. whoever you're with, is like, you know, this is the place with the very expensive like interior architecture fit out with a lot of brass. Yes. 
that's yes. really cool. Yes. In the suburb that graffiti, there's some graffiti. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it's it the side one side of the building has graffiti, graffiti on, on the it. outside, yes. and yes. they've cut windows into the yes. alleyway, and you go, oh, is that that place? Mm. And it's in it's in the suburb. That burger place is in the suburb, but only just. By, like, a block. By a block. Yeah. In your suburb, are you saying? Yes. No, I'm saying, like, it's almost in a city, but it's one block into a because, burg. Because, and the suburb that it's in, yep. well, now there's one in the city. Yes. Now there's one um, in the city that's open late, but it's and it's where a, uh, it's where uh, Lord of the Fries used to be. Yes. <laughs> and it's in the city, but the one in the suburb yep. is in a suburb that was really really cool when your older sibling lived in the city and you didn't yes and you would and that you would and maybe they lived there because mm-hmm. it was cheaper then mm-hmm. and you would visit them and and you would go man when i move to the city i'm going to live in this place and by the time you get there mm. like it's near it. It's near the ice bar. I know what you're talking about, and they have um, they have like I'm talking a, about Fitzroy. Yes, you are. Um, it, they also have like a breakfast, like a bar situation with bar stools that are chrome with like a coloured uh, pleather topper, but a couple of the stools have cracks in them. Like yeah. the pleather has a bit of there. Yeah, because they sell it. Yeah, like by the time, because then you you remember that place as being really, really, really good, and mm. then you go back in 2019, and mm. they've sold. Yeah. It's new owners yes. and it's just gone like so far downhill. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the people that opened it are now doing like, I don't know, whatever's cool now. Mm. Like they're doing, they've done uh, pizza, like a New York style pizza place. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a chicken parma joint. Chicken parma joint. They've also, they've, every couple of years they try and make Argentinian food, yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. every few years they try and do a high-end Argentinian place and it never really does. So they've just, in the burger shop, they've like, all right, fine, fuck it. And they've put like an Argentinian burger. Yeah. Because like. Well, because that burger shop was the Argentinian place. Yes. And then they then they refitted it and made it a burger shop. Yeah. You know, and then that's like, yeah, they tried to make it an Argentinian place. Mm. It was open for about. Yeah. Nine months and then it became the burger Yeah, shop. and their burgers are all middle range in price, but they still charge $7.99 delivery because yeah. that's, that's small business. That's that. But for this movie, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. For this movie, if you're eating out, if you're going to watch it at the movies, because mm-hmm. they don't really do these movies at the movies anymore. Yeah. But if you are going to go watch it, it's whatever's close. And I think on that, it's like an Italian place. Yeah. It's like an old, it's like an Italian place that's been open for 30 years. Yes. And is solid, but yes. not in the little Italy of your city. No, that's it's like, right. It's the, the Italian place closest to your It will cinema. never shut down. Like, it's just, it's still kicking on. And it's solid. It's, it's good. Fine. It's really it's nice. Not, it's not bad for the price. It's not bad. Yeah, it's really nice. And you go there after. Yeah. You watch the movie and you go, do you still want to get something to eat? Yeah. I'm full of popcorn. And then you go, yeah, let's And you have, you have the fold-out takeaway menu in your car glove box or in that drawer in your kitchen, and it's never changed. So you know that this menu is the same. So and then you, you just- it's hard to get, uh, then you toss up, you're like, do you want to just get a takeaway? And say, like, no, let's eat there. Yeah. And then you talk about the movie and you go, I really really i didn't think it was him and you're like really mm. um were you watching that film mm. yeah good good times yeah i think that's about about right yeah i give this movie <laughs> yeah what's your leg best- oh bit of daddy by the way legs full yeah back. early dad guizamo early dad guizamo it was quite nice yeah i think he did a really um great job yeah was, for, what, a, for a character a that, yeah he was for a character that was kind of like unnecessary to a certain degree like but which character was it yeah exactly do you know what i had a real thrilling moment of um uh often he's in the first act whereas this character doesn't come in until the second act mm. and i had a real like oh that's why i'm watching this movie yeah <laughs> yeah how okay and his yeah. reveal was really great as well it wasn't like a big it wasn't a waco reveal no but it was he was playing baseball as a shortstop and he like rips off his mask and looks a bit pissy yeah and it's like oh my god yeah, I forgot I was watching this movie for Legs. Yeah. I had a real, I had a real like the experience I used to have whenever Legs was in a movie. Like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah, um, I had that with this. But how so cool! Like, it's his second De Niro film, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, that we know of, that we've watched so far. The first one was The Fan. I can't believe how much I'm realising now that Al Pacino should have played his part. Yes, absolutely. And then you think the movie you're watching Mm -hmm. is like a Heat-style movie of a crooked cop and a good cop, and you do a rewrite where you up his character Mm -hmm. and you think it's a movie, and then he goes to kill him. He's like, I didn't do it. And then it's like, I did. And then it's fucking... You should have been in that casting room, Either Donnie... Well, but then that involves rewrites as Mm. well. I I would need to be in it. so this movie was made probably because Al Pacino and Robert De Niro were playing cop buddy buddy. Cops. Yeah, but well, but they were in it. I reckon if I reckon I would have if I was an EP, I would have sat down Pacino and I said, "Look, how would you feel about playing this part? And we'll mm-hmm. do a rewrite. We'll up that yeah. character." And then he'd go, I, "I honestly don't care as long as the money's the same." All right. I, I honestly don't care. Yeah, is what fair. Say. And then I'd go, okay. Okay, um, Leguistamos, go for it. Three. Okay. Um, oh, it's a, it's very Leguizamo-y film. Like it's, a, it's we've seen him before. We'll see him again. Three. Hey, congratulations to Righteous Kill for three Leguistamos. Um, Mish. Yeah. Um. I would like to now sing a song for you. Okay. Mish and Zach love watching movies. Their favourite thing to doobies is watch movies with Leguizamo. And what? He's a star, no. Yeah, cool. Having some fun. (laughs) Uh, Are you going to make Tom turn that into a song? No. No, no. Tom, can you just uh, take us out with, I think... I think a three-leguistamo movie deserves a three-leguistamo effort. Tom, can you take us out with the uh, instrument, with the opening music? Really? Yeah. That's exactly How's what How's he going to find it? What? No, of, of, of the... Of the, the of, pod. Of the pod. We've done that before. That's what, that's what it is. That's what he's meant to do. We're, we're twisting it. Usually we're twisting it and turning it. It's meant to just come back in and be like, doop, 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 doop. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then we've started saying, send us out with something fun. Yeah, but that's fun. Yeah, it is. But I don't think Righteous Kill deserves something fun. Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is Righteous Kill just does its job. There you go. And I'm saying this podcast should end on a similar energy. Alternatively, we could end on like... The sound of tumbleweed. Yeah. Just (laughs) do that. Or or we could end on... um, Oh, I know. No, actually, truthfully, can we end on that song I mentioned earlier that I'm obsessed with right now? I don't, yeah. Because I I think think everyone would enjoy this song. Um, Tom, can you take us out with like a bit of the chorus from The Hole of the Moon by The Water Boys, please? And then if you like the song, go check it out on Spotify. Support The Water Moon. What? What are they called? The Water Boys. The Water Boys? Yeah. Go support The Water Boys. Um, I think you'll like the song. I do. Ah, great. Well, taking us out is The Water Boy with Adam Sandler. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.